Broadcasting from the Star City of the South, Roanoke, Virginia. Hello, hello, hello once again, and welcome to the Jamie Lee Show. This happened 70 years ago. 1953 did not start out well. We lost a country music legend that year on January 1st. I wondered so aimlessly, filled with sin, I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then Jesus came like a stranger in the night Praise the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside Praise the Lord, I saw the light Hank Williams was born Hiram Williams on September 17, 1923, in the rural community of Mount Olive in Butler County, Alabama. He was the third child of Jesse Lily Bell Lily Nae Skipper and Alonzo Lon Williams. Alonzo was a railroad engineer for the W.T. Smith Lumber Company and was drafted during World War I. Since Williams's parents were both followers of Freemasonry, Williams was named after Hiram I. As a child, Williams was nicknamed Harm by his family and Herky or Skeets by his friends. He was born with a birth defect of the spinal column, which gave him lifelong pain. This became a factor in his later alcohol and drug abuse. Williams's father was frequently relocated by the Lumber Company Railway for which he worked, and the family lived in many southern Alabama towns. In 1930, when Williams was seven years old, Alonzo began experiencing facial paralysis. At a Veterans Affairs Clinic in Pensacola, Florida, doctors determined that the cause was a brain aneurysm, and Alonzo was sent to the VA Medical Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. He remained hospitalized for eight years, rendering him mostly absent throughout Williams' childhood. From that time on, Lily assumed responsibility for the family. In the fall of 1934, the Williams family moved to Greenville, Alabama, where Lily opened a boarding house next to the Butler County Courthouse. In 1935, they settled in Garland, Alabama, where Lily opened a new boarding house. They later moved with Williams' cousin, Opal McNeil, in Georgiana, Alabama, where Lily took several side jobs to support the family despite the bleak economic climate of the Great Depression. She worked in a cannery and served as a night shift nurse in the local hospital. Their first house burned down, and the family lost their possessions. There are several versions of how Williams got his first guitar, his mother stated that she bought it with money from selling peanuts. But many other prominent residents of the town claimed to have been the one who purchased the guitar for him. 
While living in Georgiana, Williams met Rufus T. Tot Payne, a street performer. Payne gave Williams guitar lessons in exchange for money or meals prepared by Lily. His musical style contained influences from Payne along with several other country influences, among them Jimmy Rogers and Roy Acuff. In 1937, Williams got into a fight with his physical education teacher about exercises the coach wanted him to do. His mother subsequently demanded that the school board terminate the coach. When they refused, the family moved to Montgomery, Alabama. Hank never learned to read music. Instead, he based his compositions in storytelling and personal experience. After school and on weekends, Williams sang and played his silvertone guitar on the sidewalk in front of WSFA Radio's studio. His recent win at the Empire Theater and street performances caught the attention of the WSFA producers who occasionally invited him to perform on air. So many listeners contacted the radio station asking for more of the singing kid that the producers hired him to host his own 15-minute show twice a week for a weekly salary of $15, which was equivalent to $300 in 2021 money. Williams' successful radio show fueled his entry into a music career. His salary was enough for him to start his own band, which he dubbed the Drifting Cowboys. The band traveled throughout central and southern Alabama, performing in clubs and at private gatherings. Hank's mom, Lily Williams, became the Drifting Cowboys manager. Williams dropped out of school in October 1939 so that he and the Drifting Cowboys could work full-time. Hank's mom began booking show dates, negotiating prices, and driving them to some of their shows. Now, free to travel without Williams' schooling taking precedence, the band could tour as far away as western Georgia in the Florida Panhandle. The band started playing in theaters before the start of the movies and later in honky-tonks. The American entry into World War II in 1941 marked the beginning of hard times for Williams. While he was medically disqualified from military service after suffering a back injury caused by falling from a bull during the rodeo in Texas, his band members were all drafted to serve. Many of their replacements refused to play in the band due to Williams's worsening alcoholism. He continued to show up for his radio show intoxicated. So on August 1942, WSFA radio station fired him for habitual drunkenness. During one of his concerts, Williams met his idol, Grand Old Opry star Roy Acuff backstage, who later warned him of the dangers of alcohol, saying, You've got a million-dollar talent, son, but a ten-cent brain. He worked for the rest of the war for a shipbuilding company in Mobile, Alabama, as well as singing in bars for soldiers. In 1943, Williams met Audrey Shepard at a medicine show in Banks, Alabama. Williams and Shepard lived and worked together in Mobile. Shepard later told Williams that she wanted to move to Montgomery with him and start a band together and help him regain his radio show. 
The couple were married in 1944 at a Texaco station in Andalusia, Alabama, by Justice of the Peace. The marriage was declared illegal since Shepard's divorce from her previous husband did not comply with a legally required 60-day trial reconciliation. In 1945, when he was back in Montgomery, Williams started to perform again for the WSFA radio station. He wrote songs weekly to perform during the shows. With Williams beginning to be recognized as a songwriter, Shepard became his manager and occasionally accompanied him on duets in some of his live concerts. In 1948, he moved to Shreveport, Louisiana, and he joined the Louisiana Hayride, a radio show broadcast that propelled him into living rooms all over the southeast, appearing on weekend shows. Williams eventually started to host a show on KWKH and started touring across western Louisiana and eastern Texas, always returning on Saturdays for the weekly broadcast of the Hayride. After a few more moderate hits, he released his version, Lovesick Blues. It became a huge country hit. The song played at number one on the Billboard charts for four consecutive months and gained Williams a place in the Grand Old Opry. On June 11, 1949, Williams made his debut at the Grand Old Opry, where he became the first performer to receive six encores. That year, Audrey Williams gave birth to Randall Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. Oh, yeah. His dad nicknamed him Bocephus. That's right. The legend begins right here. Williams' career reached a peak in the late summer of 1951 with his tour of the U.S. with Bob Hope and other actors. On November 14, 1951, Williams flew to New York, where he appeared on television for the first time on the Perry Como show. There, he sang, Hey, Good Lookin'. In November 1951, Williams fell during a hunting trip in Franklin, Tennessee. The fall reactivated his old back pains. He later started to consume painkillers, including morphine and alcohol, to ease the pain. On May 21, he had been admitted to North Louisiana Sanitarium for the treatment of his alcoholism. On December 13, 1951, he had a spinal fusion at the Vanderbilt University Hospital. During his recovery, he lived with his mother in Montgomery and later moved to Nashville with Ray Price. During the spring of 1952, Williams flew to New York, where he made two appearances with other Grand Ole Opry members on the Kate Smith Evening Hour. He sang Cold, Cold Heart, A Good Lookin', and I Saw the Light. That same year, Williams had a brief extramarital affair with dancer Bobby Jett, with whom he fathered a daughter, Jett Williams. In June 1952, he recorded Jambalaya on the Bayou. Audrey Williams divorced him that year. Around this time, he met Billie Jean Jones, a girlfriend of country singer Farron Young at the Grand Ole Opry. As a girl, Jones had lived down the street from Williams when he was with the Louisiana Hayride, and now Williams began to visit her frequently in Shreveport, 
causing him to miss many Grand Ole Opry appearances. On August 11, 1952, Williams was dismissed from the Grand Ole Opry for habitual drunkenness and missing shows. He returned to Shreveport, Louisiana, to perform on KWKH and WBAM shows and the Louisiana Hayride, for which he toured again. His performances were acclaimed when he was sober, but despite the efforts of his work associates to get him to show sober, his abuse of alcohol resulted in occasions when he did not appear or his performances were poor. In October 1952, he married Billy Jean Jones. By the end of 1952, Williams had started to have heart problems. He met Horace Toby Marshall in Oklahoma City, who said that he was a doctor. Marshall had been previously convicted for forgery and had been paroled and released from Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Among other fake titles, he said that he was a doctor of science. He purchased the DSE title for $25 from the Chicago School of Applied Science. In the diploma, he requested that the DSC be spelled out as Doctor of Science and Psychology under the name of Dr. C.W. Lemon. He prescribed Williams with amphetamines and morphine, which made his heart problems worse. Williams was scheduled to perform at the Municipal Auditorium in Charleston, West Virginia on December 31, 1952. Advanced ticket sales totaled $3,500. That day, Williams could not fly because of an ice storm in the Nashville area. He hired a college student named Charles Carr to drive him to the concerts. Carr called the Charleston Auditorium from Knoxville to say that Williams would not arrive on time owing to the ice storm and was instead ordered to drive Williams to Canton, Ohio for a New Year's Day concert there. The two arrived at the Andrew Johnson Hotel in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Carr requested a doctor for Williams who was affected by the combination of the chloral hydrate and alcohol he had consumed on the way to Knoxville. Dr. P.H. Cardwell injected Williams with two shots of vitamin B12 that also contained a quarter grain of morphine. Carr and Williams checked out of the hotel, but the porters had to carry Williams to the car as he was coughing. At around midnight on January 1, 1953, when the two crossed the Tennessee state line and arrived in Bristol, Virginia, Carr stopped at a small all-night restaurant and asked Williams if he wanted to eat. Williams said he did not, and those are believed to be his last words. Carr later drove on until he stopped for fuel at a gas station in Oak Hill, West Virginia where he realized that Williams had been dead for so long that rigor mortis had already set in. The station's owner called the local police chief. In Williams's Cadillac, the police found some empty beer cans and unfinished handwritten lyrics. Dr. Ivan Mahlin performed an autopsy at the Tyree Funeral House. He found hemorrhages in the heart and neck and pronounced the cause of death as insufficiency of the right vertical of the heart. He also wrote that Williams had been severely beaten and kicked in the groan recently during a fight in Montgomery Bar a few days earlier, and local magistrate Virgil Lyons ordered an inquest into Williams's death concerning a welt that was visible on his head. 
That evening, when the announcer of Canton announced Williams' death to the gathered crowd, they started laughing because they thought it was just another excuse. After Hackshaw Hawkins and other performers started singing Williams' song, I Saw the Lights, as a tribute to him, the crowd realized that he was indeed dead and began to sing along. Hank Williams died at the age of 29. On January 2nd, Williams' body was transported to Montgomery, Alabama, where it was placed in a silver casket that was displayed at his mother's boarding house for two days. His funeral took place on January 4th at the Montgomery Auditorium with his casket placed on the flower-covered stage. An estimated 25,000 people passed by the silver casket and the auditorium was filled with 2,750 mourners. His funeral was said to have been far larger than ever held for any other citizen of Alabama, and the largest event ever held in Montgomery. Williams's remains are interred at the Oakwood Annex in Montgomery. The president of MGM Records told Billboard magazine that the company got only about five requests for pictures of Williams during the weeks before his death, but over 300 afterwards. The local record shops reportedly sold all their Williams records, and customers were asking for all records ever released by Williams. Hank Williams, an American singer, songwriter, and musician, he was regarded as one of the most significant and influential American singer and songwriters of the 20th century, the king of country music. You know you made it in this world when you get your star on Hollywood Boulevard. His song, Your Cheatin' Heart, was released in late January 1953 after his death. The B-side of that record was a song called Kalijah. It went number one on the country charts for six weeks. Hank's final song he recorded was called I'll Never Get Out of This World Alive. Now you're looking at a man that's getting kind of mad. I had a lot to look, but it's all been bad. No matter how struggle and strive. I'll never get out of this world alive My fishing pole's broke, the creek is full of sand My woman run away with another man No matter how struggle and strive I'll never get out of this world alive My distant uncle passed away And left me quite a batch and I was living high until the fatal day A lawyer proved I wasn't born, I was only hatched Everything's against me and it's got me down If I jumped in the river, I would probably drown No matter how struggle and strive I'll ever get out of this world alive We miss you, Skeets. This is Jamie.
Thanks for listening. The best day of my life is right here with you.